Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Set blasters on full. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Joseph. And I'm James. <laughs> <laughs> and we are the three guys who love to talk about Star Wars all the time. Um, uh, just giving a shout out to some of our, our, our listeners. Uh, we got a few messages this week, and we just want to thank you very much for listening. And if you want to message us, just please feel free to Instagram us. Uh, Gmail. Our, Gmail. Yeah, our, 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 all of our stuff is going to be there. Uh, yeah, just feel free to message us. and We'll write back because we're pretty excited to hear about anything. We're like, oh, wow, people like us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, so big news this week with Star Wars. Uh, the Ahmed Best announcement yeah. with uh, Enfys Nest, the actress that plays her, That's got awesome. announced to uh, appear at Celebration. We kind of figured that Ahmed Best was going to show up, mm-hmm. and uh, we got the confirmation. And uh, I'm just uh, wondering what kind of uh, how long his ovation is going to be. <laughs> I hope it's a. Bit, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a big ovation. I think everyone's going to yeah. be super excited to see him. I'm a hundred percent sure no one's going to boo him. They better not. Uh, if they do, I'm going to be super upset. Well, I mean, if it's at the 20th anniversary Phantom Menace panel. You figure everyone's there because they're fans of the yeah. thing. Yeah. True, very true. Yeah. Um, but one thing we haven't heard is, I mean, Abrams has to be there. But are they even going to say if he is or not? If he is or he isn't going to be? Oh, there? he's definitely going to be there. I mean, there's definites, and then there's people on the edge. I guess you could say. But yeah, Ab- everyone from nine, maybe Mark Mark Hamill might not be there. Yeah, that's the one person that might not be there. And then. Um... I just want to see if Johnson's going to show his face. Like that's a big one for me is if Johnson's going to actually be there. I'm pretty certain he isn't because he's got his other film that he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I w- it wouldn't surprise me at all. But it would be a nice surprise. It'd be to wild see him. if he shows up and is like, "Hey, here's my trilogy." Right? Yeah. 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 Um, from the looks of it, though, that looks that trilogy looks like it might just go to Disney Plus. Like. What do you think about that? No, I think it's still a film trilogy. You think it's still a film yeah. trilogy? Yeah. Okay. As long as Kathleen Kennedy is there, it's going to be a film trilogy. Mm. But if her contract runs out in 2021 and she doesn't stay on, it might not. But... Mm. All right, then. And then other big news, the uh, release, not the release dates, the opening dates for Galaxy's Edge were announced this week. Mm-hmm. And so we got May 31st for Disneyland and then August... 29th. 29th for, for Disney, Disney World. World. Yeah. Um, so expect huge like numbers of people at the beginning of this thing. Like it's gonna be insane. But but yeah, yeah there is a but. There's a there's a big one there, which is there's really a big booty. So <laughs> <laughs> the resistance ride is not gonna be fully operational. Nope. 
And that's a huge bummer. But did they announce when it was going to be operational? They said both of them later this year. So I'm thinking... So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking when Disney World opens, Rise of the Resistance will be ready for both of them. So I think Disney World's got to get it right away. Whereas Disneyland will probably be in August. It'll be more like a preview at Disneyland where (laughs) you can experience the world the black spire outpost but smugglers run will be up and running like that's kind of the big thing that everyone really wants to go to smugglers run um but yeah 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 yeah, um and so yeah rise of the resistance will not be open and apparently um you have to reserve your spots there for the first like month at uh disneyland like if you read the fine print it's like you need to reserve your spot because it's got to be limited Oh, you're spot right. to even just get into the mm-hmm. park. Mm-hmm. It's wild, man. So that's why you just wait, just wait a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm gonna do. Give it a year. Give it two years. Yeah, actually, I'm just gonna give it like six months. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, well, you're going for sure on a specific date, right? Yes, okay. I am. My wife and I got crazy. We were like, let's just do it, and so we did. And we got the tickets when they announced. That's uh, awesome. So we're going. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I can get in there, man. I'm, I'm still scared. It's gonna be too soon. But I figured, you know, six months after, the, yeah. it should not be as yeah, busy. You know, you know. I mean, I could hope and dream a little bit there, but uh, get ready to wait. I get know, ready to wait. I know I'm going to be waiting a long time. But I'm reading all this stuff about what not to do at Disneyland. Like there's a there's like a whole like YouTube channel of people who say don't do this when you're there because it's dumb. Do this instead. You know, one of the things they say: mobile order your food, and then walk up and just pick it up. No one does that there. People wait. Oh. People wait in those long lines. Didn't even right. know that was an option. Yeah, and they <laughs> said if you go on your phone to download the Disney app, Disneyland right. app, go to mobile ordering, and then order your food. Walk up to the window, and you can take it. You don't have to wait for food. So I was like, all right, that's one thing I'm going to do differently. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super pumped about this thing, and I hope Rise of the Res- it's Rise of the Resistance, right? That's mm-hmm. the name yes. of it. I hope it's open by the time I go. It should be six months in. I would yeah. imagine that it will be. If not, then what the hell, Disney? No, I'm just kidding. And then, so the shareholders was it a was it a like a physical meeting or what was this? That's what it sounds like. It sounds like a group of shareholders were brought to a specific location, and they were showed footage of specific Disney properties. They were shown. They were shown the beginning of Endgame. Really? Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that report came out. I know exactly what happens at the beginning. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. That's for a different podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the main event though was episode nine footage. Mm-hmm. And there was a Twitter user who tweeted about it and he went into detail exactly what he saw. And it's, Did you read it? I read a, I read a little bit. Uh, no spoil. There's not. There's not any spoilers. It's, yeah, yeah, it doesn't it's, really explain anything. Yeah, yeah it's, it's typical. Fair. I mean, but one thing that got me excited was it said Finn, Poe, and Ray are in the Falcon cockpit. Yeah. So right. I was like, that's gonna be exciting to yeah. see there. So, yeah, um, cool. and then um, I don't think they showed anything. They showed like a hangar. They showed Ren without his uh, Kylo Ren without his helmet. Which again, I was like, which, okay, yeah. Right. Well, he said there's a blockade runner in a hangar. Yeah. Which is super cool. If it's the original, like, Tantive Four. Oh, yeah, that's that right. That would yeah. be really cool to see that in a first order hangar. Yep. Man, Abrams has got something good cooking up, man. I hope, man. I hope it just it subverts my expectations in a good way. In a great way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, 
that was really I didn't I didn't expect them to actually show anything, but they did. And I went to go see Captain Marvel this past week weekend, and I was just a little sad when the movie's like is starting because I was like, we didn't get a we, we should have gotten a Star Wars teaser before this. That would have been <laughs> ideal time to get it just a 30 second teaser. 30 days away from celebration come on man it, it wouldn't hurt it wouldn't hurt any what would it hurt nothing they get more more people like oh wow you, we're too close to celebration nah. yeah, but instead but I the got, title freaks me out though the title oh, that we don't that have that we don't even have a title. that we don't yeah. know that and you figure they'd be printing merch at some point for well it. i mean we're a month out today right like today's yeah, officially today's 30 days so they yeah. should announce it today is what i'm saying like that's <laughs> <laughs> since we're going i kind of want it all at celebration no dude. i want the reveal on the trailer he wants he wants that christmas day yeah. experience well even then they they released it oh i see what you're saying but okay yeah. that'd be kind of cool where at the end of the trailer it says star wars and the title comes up and everybody just goes what like everybody yeah, freaks out full force pun intended mind blown <laughs> situation they can't do jj abrams comes out dressed like santa claus <laughs> <laughs> we're all like ah, we Here's get your it. present we get it though you know, it's funny um, you say that it's because, funny you say uh, that <laughs> I'll be dressed in red, and uh, I'll be giving away stuff. <laughs> yeah. So if you're at Celebration, I might be your Star Wars Celebration Santa Claus. <laughs> you just got to find me. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then what else happened this week? Oh, Mark Hamill. Just can't keep his mouth shut. What may- <laughs> what may- Are those reports true, though? Because he did tweet about this, what it, this is what it would look like if Harrison and I met and they were like hugging. There's right. a picture of them two hugging. But there was also another report saying that, that it, still... it was like a quote that he gave that he was hornswoggled out of out of the trilogy, basically. Because what made it even funnier and weirder was he said he felt bad for talking about the Last Jedi right before it came out, and right. then and then like the next day he goes, "But this is what was wrong with the movie," and he just like <laughs> and he just went off on this whole thing. Was it? Was well, it like an interview he said it before or? that he really wishes him and Harrison had gotten to act together again? Like, yeah. And you know the fact that he's got one scene with Carrie Fisher in the Last Jedi. I mean, everyone should feel sort of slighted by that, honestly, but. I don't know <laughs> where this interview came from all of a sudden. But yeah, it, I, I don't know. When did, when did it happen? Where? And he... See, I don't know if it's even legit. I don't either. But really? You don't think it's legit? No, like, credible outlets picked it up. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Because yeah. I was like, this is just ridiculous what he was mm-hmm. saying. And But the things he said isn't... It isn't things he hasn't been quoted as saying before. Actually, one credible outlet did pick it up. And that's why I heard it first. So, yeah, there is a little bit of credibility behind it. So how do you feel about what he said? Uh, I mean, that's everyone has their own opinion. I mean, he mm-hmm. has his opinion. I mean, if you watch the director in The Jedi, you could tell he's, like, super depressed on how his character was going. And that was just his opinion. Yeah, true. I mean, and we all had our idea of what Luke was going to be like and what Luke was going to do and what we all wanted from Luke. But as a story, you have to figure out where his story lines up with the full mm-hmm. scheme of things and you got to look at it that way and one thing that a lot of star wars fans do um is they look at the movies in the order they were released not in the chronological order they should be going in because if you have your hero from the prequels still your hero in the original movies it doesn't make way for anything new like if obi-wan kenobi was still the hero in the original movies in four four five and six right 
no, we wouldn't get any Luke. We wouldn't get any Han. We wouldn't get any Leia. You have to, oops, you have to do away with your old story to bring in something new. And it looks like Mark Hamill. I don't know, like, and a lot of people had this idea, like Luke is the main hero of this whole story, and it's like, no, he's the hero of that chapter. But as a whole, like, the story keeps going. You can't just keep relying on that that part of that story. You know what I mean? Like, if you had Luke be the hero of the original of the new movies, yeah. you're not doing anything new. You're just mm-hmm. having him have a whole new adventure. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying. But it, it, Kathleen Kennedy said it's a Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. If Ray's not a Skywalker, it's like Kylo Ren's a Skywalker, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's just going to be tragic. I mean, it, I mean but we don't know what the what the end game is for that yeah. one. You know, like we don't know what they're leading up to. But right. I love the idea of. You know, almost like The Godfather, where you see the, you see the, the the father when he's when he's young, and then he grows up, and then you see the son, then you see the grandson. Like what happens to them? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Star Wars, where you see the grandfather, the son. Now you're seeing the grandson, and you see how the choices they make come Influence to it. the yeah. following generation. Yeah, which which I love. And so if you're gonna have Luke still coming out as the hero, it's 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 you're not you're not doing anything new. You're just relying on the previous chapters and so i mean but i get why people were upset but then as a story you have to look you have to say the clone wars were great but if you still have your clone wars heroes in the original four five and six nothing really great would be accomplished you know what i mean as a story yeah why are you looking at me like that (laughs) (laughs) i really like that i'd never really thought of it that way before but yeah it makes i mean it makes sense i like it well thank you yeah (laughs) But yeah, but like I said, I get it. But I, I just wish Mark Hamill would keep some of that stuff to himself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want my opinion to be heard, just not his. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no. But every, every, you know, everyone's if, if he wants his opinion out there, get a podcast. Yeah, get a podcast, Mark Hamill. No, no. But like, um, I, you know, like I said, when I first saw the Last Jedi, I was a little like, huh, all that with Luke is that's well, it. Yeah, it's, it's over. But then if I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, that was the best thing to do because if not, then... We haven't seen episode nine, though, so... I don't, I don't know, man. I, but, I... yeah, from all reports, all accounts, it seems like Luke was maybe... Or Mark Hamill wasn't satisfied with nine either. <laughs> he might be on, only, like, in there for, like, five minutes or so, and then that's it. And I'm okay with that. Look at Alec Guinness. He was only... He was in the... Well, he had that one scene on Dagobah and... Yeah. Um, he had one on Hoth, one on Dagobah. Oh, I was going to say in Return then, of the Jedi. And then, oh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Return of the Jedi, Dagobah, and then at the very end. Yeah. And if you think was about... Oh, no, that was that was Empire. Yeah. But he shows up on Dagobah in Return of the Jedi. That's right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but if you look at Obi-Wan Kenobi, what he did during the prequels, and then you get to 4, 5, and 6, he's just sprinkled through there as just this... Because I mean, he's basically the main character in the prequels. Exactly. And then you get to 4, 5, and 6, and he's not the main character because he's passing on the the torch now to this new the, to the sun now to Luke and you know Leia and Han and that, that whole storyline's going and he comes in just every now and then to help mm-hmm. out that's what Luke should have been and I'm glad he got his moment there in the Last Jedi but now it's like everybody was really pumped up because he didn't even, he wasn't even in the Force Awakens I feel like he should have been in the Force Awakens like that was my I, I think that yeah I think that's the sour note for me was that. Ray didn't start her Jedi training in the very first movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I get the reveal of Ray being the the Jedi is so awesome oh, in, yeah. in the in uh, the Force Awakens. But you know, having that weird training montage on uh, <laughs> Octu in in the Last Jedi, where 
he's like, you shouldn't be a Jedi, but she's like, but I want to be one. And it, it's weird to me. It, <laughs> that, that Some of that should have happened in The, the Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. What do you, how do you feel about that, David? Um, <laughs> I think I... <laughs> I mean, it, it's a tough thing. I was thinking about how... So I was born in 1981, and I experienced Star Wars on VHS. That's the first time I mm-hmm. F- felt the saga and like it connected. And I became a really big movie fan, and I waited and waited and waited for something else to be like Star Wars. It never came. No. It never came. And I would ask questions. It was before the internet. I was asking... Everyone I knew, it's like, why are we starting at four? Why aren't yeah. they aren't they making more films? And not until like the late nineties, I finally found out that George Lucas was done with making Star Wars films. Then he wanted to raise his family. His family grew up when Episode One got announced. I was like freaked out because I waited so long, <laughs> so long for him to decide to finally make the prequels. And then it's like, well, we're not going to get any of the original cast. But we are going to get familiar characters. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor worked out. Uh, Ian McDermott totally worked out. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. absolutely. They got super lucky with that. that was, yeah, so <laughs> once he was done with that, he said no more. So in 2005, we were kind of... I was sad. I was like, okay, well, this is it. Try and find something new because the films are so great. And to have all this time pass and to have Mark Hamill still alive... Still athletic enough to play Luke. And then it's like, all we got was what we got in The Last Jedi. It's like, oh, man, we could have done so much more with him. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's my general feeling about that. No, I feel you 100%. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. Because, like I said, even I was kind of like, that was it. That's yeah. it for Luke. Um, but like you said, we don't know what 9 is going to bring. And I just feel like, and I've said it before, I love Episode 7. I think Episode 7 was such an amazing, great Mm-hmm. Like opening for this new trilogy, I just felt like it took its it took too much time doing what it did and not getting to the real real story because the real real story happens the last like thirty or forty minutes of the movie where I'm like oh my gosh this is this is Star yeah. Wars and then it ends you're like man and then it's almost it, and I <clears throat> we talk about it a lot it's almost like Ryan Johnson had to start where he did to be like okay yeah the movie started we have to keep that story going to get to where we are at the end of The Last Jedi is to where Last Jedi kind of was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And see, I totally disagree with that. You totally disagree with yeah, that? Yeah, he, he... Ryan Johnson constantly talks about, well, this was the only way to do it. No, it's not. I mean... How would you have done it? Let me let me hear how you would have done and where The Force Awakened ended and where The Last... and what you would have done with The Last Jedi. There's no... I'm not, like, making fun of you. I'm just... I just really want to know how you would have... What's a good story that could have followed that? Well, I really haven't thought about specific plot points, but he wouldn't have been the... He was... To me, Luke essentially became a coward. I mean, he hid. I mean, you wouldn't think he... I mean, to have that power, he would go out with a blaze of glory if he had Mm -hmm. to, you know? But, I mean, he hid, and to me, that's not what his character is. Well, I mean... Became in the end. I mean, yeah, he came up with the reasoning, but still, to me, it was such a coward move. Well, Yoda hid. Obi-Wan hid. But they were also being hunted. But I guess technically Luke was being hunted by the First Order, too. Well, that was the whole purpose of the First Order, was to... To hunt Luke Skywalker Skywalker Because they thought he was the only one that could defeat the First Order. Mm -hmm. Right. So, So, I mean, he may have been... He was in hiding, just like Obi-Wan and Yoda was. 
So, y- so Yoda and Obi Wan hid for the New Hope. Mm-hmm. The New Hope is Luke. Luke is it. He's he's the answer. Yes. So, so you have the most powerful Jedi hiding. That, that doesn't make sense to me. He's he's not hiding to to for another hope, you know. I mean, he's hiding just because he wants to hide. He thinks he can't do anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, his his Jedi Order got totally destroyed or manipulated, turned into the Knights of Ren or whatever. But still, I mean, he gave up. I mean, that's enough for anybody to and that your own <clears throat> your own nephew turns against you and you, you know, and he even says, you know, they trusted me with him. And look what I did. Like, look what happened to him. You know, like, yeah, I, that's enough. I, for... I mean, yeah, you can make that argument, but I mean, he's not just anyone. He's Luke Skywalker. I mean, he defeated. He he was somehow able to confront his own father as Darth Vader is, mm-hmm. is the biggest villain in movie history, and then he was able to turn him when no one else thought there was good in him. And even in Empire Strikes Back, I mean, he went back to Bespin to help his friends. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that same character gave up? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And gonna... you can argue that that J.J. Abrams and, and Lawrence Kasdan put them in a cor- put Ryan Johnson's writing in the corner by having him on an island and just passing the baton and saying, "Hey, your turn. Try and figure this out." And that's where he went. But to me, if it almost felt like the way he wrote it, he wasn't a Star Wars fan. And that's the other thing. It's like, w- would you really put Luke in that situation? Well, I mean, uh, it all goes back to what, like you said, Abrams and Kazdan did, where they wrote that he was training a new thing. And one of his, uh, one of his uh, apprentices, you know, churned against him. And then no one has seen him ever since. You know what I mean? Like, Abrams and Kazdan wrote that already. So Johnson had to figure out to use that plot line and why is Luke in hiding? And that was what they had to come up with. So it all goes to that. Like I said, I love The Force Awakens, but there was things in The Force Awakens that caused Last Jedi to do what right. it did. But he could so have said how- I was there meditating, waiting to for the attack right again. Yeah, for the right moment, for the right future Jedi to show up. But then you. But then you, the problem with that, though, is why didn't he stop Han from getting murdered? Why couldn't he see what was about to happen with Han because he cut himself off from the force. Yeah, but if he's Why medic- would he cut himself off from the force? The force is the one true thing in the galaxy. He knows it's real. Yes. So, why would he like separate himself from the one thing? And I buy the whole like the Jedi had all the um, like hubris in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Stop doing the religion thing. It's the force. Yeah. The force is the thing, not the religion. Forget the religion. The force is real. We know it exists. Use it to your advantage. Meditate on it and do the right thing. He to me did not do the right thing. Well, that but that goes back to to, to Abrams and Castan's script. Why why would they have Ryan that? Johnson wrote the Last Jedi? I know, but JJ JJ Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan had nothing to do but with the script. They said, "Here you go. We're done. Do your thing." But then, how do you explain if if it had gone the way you said it was going to go. Mm-hmm. How can you, how do you explain Luke not showing up on um, what was it, a Starkiller base? Because he'd cut himself off from the Force. Yeah, but if he's already medi- at that but, point, but if he's meditating, 
he's he's in with the force. If he's meditating, he's he's still drawing on the force to help him. He, like you said, forget about the religion and all that. Mm-hmm. If he's using the force to see and to feel everything, he knows what's happening. He would have he would have gone there to help, which is what I honestly thought was going to happen when I saw the the force mm-hmm. awakens. I was mm-hmm. like, this is the moment when Luke shows up because this is the best time because of what's happening, and we we didn't get that. Instead, we get Luke, who. I don't know. He was on. He was chilling on a mountainside. You know. It could be several reasons. It could. It, it could be because they were rushed. It, it, it could be because they wanted Ray front and center, mm-hmm. and they already knew that they're going to pass this to some other director. Mm-hmm. But they knew at that time. I think it was Ryan Johnson. Yeah. So, I know they JJ wanted to push it to May, yes. and they didn't allow that. So it had to come out in December. Harrison Ford broke his leg. They redid the script, mm-hmm. and they gave us what they gave us. And J.J. had the luxury of not having to worry about all that stuff. Yeah. So, that's why. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not fair, but, I mean, still, it's just kind of... It just, it felt like, for me, it felt like, like and I said it already, from what they did with Seven, there was no other thing that Johnson could have done. Because he could have easily said, yes, um, I want to come back. I'm do- uh, Luke could have been like, I'm going to do th- I want to do this. I want to do this. But then we all would have been like, but why didn't you save Han? Like, why didn't you do this? Right. And then why didn't you, why are you hiding? And then, but this person has a map to find you. Like, you know, they want to, like, you, you want someone to find you eventually. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. this other stuff could have. Well, I mean, he was one guy. He couldn't, he, like he said before, he couldn't face the first order by himself. I mean, that's impossible. I mean, he's just one guy. He's not an army. Yeah, but he's he, Luke. He, yeah, but I mean, he he can't go against the First Order. In Return of the Jedi, he had a whole, like, rebellion with mm-hmm. him. And it was a sneak attack, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, he could have flown in. He could have found a way to fly in on his X-Wing and been awesome. You know <laughs> he could what have I mean? been waiting for the right time to strike. Mm-hmm. He could have been communing with Leia, with the Resistance. Yeah. And strategizing. I, like I said before, whenever the lightsaber flew out, yeah. And I thought Luke was gonna catch it. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was waiting for. But I Ray knew Ray was gonna catch it. You knew Ray was gonna catch yeah. it. I, for me, I was but like, that, at that point, Luke? I was pretty convinced it was gonna be Ray. Nah, yeah. not me. I thought she was out. Didn't take uh, didn't take away from see the, the poster thing was a thing that made me think that Ray was gonna catch it because Luke wasn't on the poster. God. And I'm like, man, he's gonna be in those last seconds of the film. I and bet. he was. Yeah. It was a cool reveal, but I. I Sorry, we keep yeah. arguing. <laughs> but just so you it's know, it's not an argument; it's a discussion. It's a discussion. Yeah. It's a discussion. I don't like it when mommy and daddy fight. <laughs> yeah. If, if y'all would have seen us, Joseph's just looking back and forth at both of us, like, what, "What's he gonna say? Now, what's he gonna say? You're Switzerland, and I like it. All right. I'm, Unless you want to jump in on this, uh, I like both films quite a lot. <laughs> oh, I love. Like I said, I love both films quite a lot to mm-hmm. where, like I said, my argument is Johnson had to do what he did because of what Abrams had put in motion in Force Awakens. And it was like, even if he tried to do anything different, people would have been like, well, no, that's not what The Force Awakens said. You know what I mean? I, I, I just feel like no but matter... But The Force Awakens said nothing about what Luke was doing on the island, why he was there. Yeah, it, it did. was all True. open for Ryan Johnson just to write whatever he wanted. And to me, it just feels like he was... It wasn't a Star Wars fan that wrote that. The other but... thing about The Force Awakens that always struck me as really weird is at the end, he's basically wearing like ceremonial Jedi robes, right? Yeah. 
like the the pure linens and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then he he just takes them off twenty seconds later. To, yeah, to wear. That was so. Strange. I was like, that's that doesn't make any sense. Not, it's yeah. a weird continuity error. It there was for like me. it was like all right, he had him in this costume, but I don't want him in this costume. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Joseph, because at the end of the Force Awakens, when Ray hands the lightsaber to Luke, Luke was using the Force with boulders. They cut that out. At the mm. very end, Ryan Johnson came and said, "No, we can't have that because he's because he's cut off from the force." And JJ was like, "Okay, we won't have that." So he had boulders. He was using the force with boulders flying, like he, like he was meditating on the force. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Johnson said, uh, "Like he was just standing there." Yeah, in yeah. Deep meditation. There was stuff floating around him. I just feel like if he's in deep meditation, though, he wouldn't have allowed those five planets to get blown up. Like he would have. Yeah, he would have said something. He would at have some done point. something. He would have shown up and helped. Like he would have. He had to have helped if he was feeling the force and everything around him. But I love the image of him standing there with all the rocks. I'm not gonna lie. That would have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> that would have been like a because the reveal of him, anyways, in the Force Awakens, always like takes my breath away. Yeah, because you're like <gasps> because the score builds up. John Williams wrote that amazing score, and then you see the, his back, and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's Luke Skywalker, and it was. It was He's got the robot hand and yep. everything. Yeah. And do you remember like when the movie first came out? Uh, the rock formation in front of him people were like it's a tomb he's he's like there's yeah. somebody was yeah. buried there the like stone. that whole thing didn't really go anywhere <laughs> yeah yeah if we go back to 2015 i mean it's like why did they have mark hamill appear at the very end and do nothing else and i thought well maybe he can't act maybe that's why no yeah so yeah. True, well, i mean he's the, he hasn't been in anything yeah fair enough yeah i was gonna say at yeah. all and that totally like freaked me out as a kid. It's like, where's Mark Hamill? Why isn't he acting in anything? Well, and then, of course, he became the Joker. Well, he's done a ton of voice acting outside of that, too. Yeah. But, I mean, you would figure the star of Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford got a lot of gigs. Carrie Fisher really didn't. But but I don't think she really wanted anything anyway. She was already famous. She didn't need yeah. Star Wars to do anything with but her. But she became a writer. Yeah. She became and a great a writer. writer. Yeah. Um, one thing about Harrison Ford, though, is he got Indiana Jones, like... Inst- almost right after yeah. that so he was yeah but um I but yeah Indiana but jones it's so it's hokey pretty, it's so silly but i, I love, love it. it i love it so much but the thing except with, for the fourth one where the, they with the monkey swinging that was like the best part of the whole movie <laughs> you're, i thought i was just i thought you're gonna say about the gopher popping its head up at the beginning of the movie oh that, man that awful cgi yeah Ugh. surviving that atomic blast in the fridge in a fridge. see i sort of love that because it's like only Indiana Jones can do this. <laughs> but, but, but Shia LaBeouf swing with monkeys. I, hate uh-uh. it. I, I draw the line so right there. He's not Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, back to the last show. Back to the other Lucasfilm, <laughs> uh, other Lucasfilm thing. Uh, what made me laugh was how Harrison Ford was like, "I need to die in these movies. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just kill, please kill me." And see, that's the other thing that Mark Hamill addressed. He's like, "Man, we shouldn't have killed Harrison Ford in the first film." He would have been so miserable if he would have, you know. I mean, like Harrison Ford would have. No, man. For honestly, Harrison okay, Ford would have been trying to get Han killed since Empire, man. I think it would have been cool if, if it was flipped. If Harrison Ford, if Han Solo didn't come in until like nine, you know what I mean? Like yeah. keep him off with Chewie, mm-hmm. have him doing his thing with Chewie, and then at the very end of episode, not the very end of episode nine, but in episode nine, he comes back. And it's like they're all together. You know what I mean? Like, that, that I just think, a... But if you do that, like, if you have Leia as one of your main, like, background characters, mm-hmm. like she is essentially in, in the new trilogy, like, 
people are gonna be like, "Where's Han? Why isn't Han there?" You know what I mean? The whole yeah. time. I mean, like we were with Luke. I mean, and Lando, even for that matter. Like, why isn't yeah, Lando in either of these movies? Lando. You know, um, that, that goes back to knowing your audience. I mm-hmm. mean, all the kids back then are adults now. They're paying the money to see this thing. It's like, I mean, you couldn't get them all back together. A lot of people my age wanted to see them back together. Yeah, yeah, but again, it goes back to what I said earlier about the the what the story is like. One, two, and three, four, five, and six, seven, eight, and nine. Like each trilogy has its own, its own style, its own thing, and you need to make way for that new style, a new thing, and not just have your your old cast keep coming back. You know what I mean? Why not have both? Why not have both? Because it, it doesn't make way because for... it takes away from the new big three in the in the trilogy, in my opinion. I don't and, think and so. I, I think I fe- you can interweave it. I feel like the big three were not even the big three since Poe was hardly even in the Force right. Awakens. And then Finn, Ray, and Poe were not even together for most of eight. So the big three that we should have don't feel that way. It doesn't feel like Han, Luke, and Leia, or even you know Obi Wan, Padme, and Anakin. Mm-hmm. You know, it just just you got three characters who are never in the same place. You know, so I feel like them focusing, especially like the Han Solo thing and um, Force Awakens, like the Rathtar sequence. I was not crazy about that whole. Okay. For me, the movie almost like the pod racing. The movie, <laughs> the movie just kind of stopped, and I was like, "There's so much. There's so much at stake in the Force Awakens." <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, and by the way, they're being chased on this ship." And you're like, "I don't care. Like, I want to get get the story moving, you know." Yeah. And they, I feel like with all of that, that took away from good time with you know Finn, Ray, and then even bringing Poe in earlier than that. But Poe was supposed to die. Like they they never yeah. in, they never had in mind a, a big three. Like see for me, like if you'd wanted to kind of recreate the big like the big three, I put it in air quotes. You can't see that because you're listening to a <laughs> but, podcast. But he, but he did. But do I it. did do he it. Did do it. I promise. Um, it would have been it would have been interesting to have Finn Ray and then kept Han around, and that was like your, your your focal point for the new trilogy. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Um, or or even had like you know. Finn, Ray, and Luke, or Finn, Ray, and Leia had had somebody there kind of guided. It's almost like kind of like what they're doing in Resistance with Yeager, mm-hmm. where he's kind of like there helping and things like that. I, I don't know. I, that's the way I would have thought about doing it. Would keep one of the original big three. Oh, I see what you're saying. In with the new ones to kind of guide them in the right direction. And they kind of did that, kind of. But, but Han Solo doesn't come in until like what hour, like one hour into the yeah. Into and the Lawrence Kasdan has said in interviews. He thought Han Solo should have died in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. He's, he thought someone should have died to make the stakes even crazier and to think to make the audience think that anyone could go. Mm-hmm. But George Lucas said, no, no, no. I'm making too much money off of Han Solo. I remember what you figures. said. Like, the only person who didn't want to kill anybody was George Lucas. Like, George right. Lucas. Is yeah. The, and it worked. He, he right? wants everyone. Yeah, it does work. It works perfect. And if... And if you think about it, if Hana had died, this whole Kylo Ren thing never would have. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, none of that would have happened. And who who knows? Maybe we wouldn't have cared that there was. But I mean, arguably, out of the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi is the weakest, right? I agree. Sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just mean, from a from a storytelling standpoint, and yeah. from a like. I don't know. Well, you got to, like I said that one time, you got to remember the first I know 40, I apologize. <laughs> the first like 40 or 45 minutes of that movie is them getting Han Solo. Is rescuing Han, yeah. Like, that is so much time of a movie. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, if you that think of, fight scene at the Sarlacc pit takes 
five ever. Because if you think about the first 40 minutes of Empire, the first 40 minutes of A New Hope, everything goes down. Yeah. I mean, it's it's boom, 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 boom. And then we get to Return of the Jedi, and he's like, boom. And we're still going. We're still going. We're still going. And now it's over. And, and now thing, the movie's going to start. And then you're like, well, the other on. thing is, like, Leia just, like, leaves the rebellion for however many months it takes to set up this, <laughs> this like, heist of Han Solo's frozen body. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, she's one of true. the biggest. <laughs> She's like, Mon Mothma, I gotta, I gotta go do this. I gotta take like six months off to go rescue a guy I kissed one time. <laughs> <laughs> but she loved him, though. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I love you. And he said, I know. Um, okay, so this week, shifting gears. flies in the face of the last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> this week, um, they somebody somewhere released uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. deleted scenes <laughs> from Revenge of the Sith. And one of them, it's the it's the one that I saw, which was Luke. I mean, not Luke. What do I say? Anakin, Anakin talking droid. When I say he's talking droid, I mean he moves his mouth, and the beeps and boops of R two D two come out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> what in the world? This has never been seen before. I boycott Star Wars right now, but not. <laughs> but it's one of those things where I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, Get what? on Rotten Tomatoes, start blasting. Yeah. <laughs> Episode well, nine. How did you feel about that? I thought I'd heard about that or seen that before. You'd seen that before? I'd never I seen... I don't remember, but I, it feels like I've encountered that before. It's didn't really shock me or anything, <laughs> but... What, yeah. did, what did you think? I probably watched the clip about 15 times, <laughs> just so I could figure out what in the world was happening in this clip, because they're just standing at the elevator having a, a conversation, R2 pops on the thing... And then they're trying to decipher what his beeps and boops mean, but mm-hmm. they are literally saying the beeps and boops. I was like, "What? What is this? Like, why does this exist?" So <laughs> the whole time. And, then and they, I thought I thought it was a blooper for a minute. Maybe I thought like, it was a blooper too. And then, but the the voice came out of Anakin every single time. I was like, "Well, maybe he cussed. Maybe he was cussing." And they had to figure out a creative way to get around it. And I was like. Nope, that's this is just lines. This is terrible. R two D two is constantly cussing. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, R two is the best. I like that in the Last Jedi. Hey, what? Hey, sacred Jedi text. Watch your language there. (laughs) I was like, I could only imagine what he was saying. Anyways, um, my wife was even like, somebody could have easily have like, you know, edited that. Right. Watching, I'm like, "Uh, no, that's 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 real footage. So. Uh, they also released more of, of like footage that I've never seen before of that whole scene, that whole sequence, and it looks almost like Lucas wanted the first thirty or forty minutes of the Revenge of the Sith to be them saving the Emperor, like almost like a Re- Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and uh, they because they had so many things mm-hmm. they filmed, and it's almost like they cut it together and then they had to go back and reshoot. A lot of it, because in that scene with him talking, beep, beep, boop, boop, yeah. whatever, um, that's when they find out where Count Dooku is. But right. then in the movie, the theatrical release, they find it out in the hangar. So it's like they had to go back and reshoot all of that right. stuff. Because I'm pretty sure somebody was like, hey, man, this is this is kind of crazy. This kind of doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man, it just blew me away. I, I, that opening sequence, because I've seen some of the deleted scenes off of there. They killed Shock T. Yeah, they have her like there. three or four times, mm-hmm. before, and then they never wind up actually killing her in the final cut <laughs> of the movie. They had this whole scene with them in the water, like the yes, and then I'd never seen that. But yeah, like that sequence actually went on a lot longer because the droids dropped in, 
and they're chasing mm-hmm. him and they're going through this tunnel right. and then Luke I mean why well, keep saying Luke Anakin like, like he's the best because he's the best yeah <laughs> Anakin like seals the door and then it explodes and it was, it was just really wasn't it fuel that they were yeah. swimming through yes. yeah yeah it's like cool let's just keep swimming through this in our robes and, and hopefully, hopefully <laughs> and by the time should... we get to Dooku we're gonna be totally clean <laughs> yeah exactly and then uh, what was another thing they did oh it made me laugh because it's when they get into the elevator and all the droids are behind them and then they kill them all mm. and then after they kill them all they both Luke and again Anakin, Anakin and Obi-Wan both go like Roger Roger like <laughs> Roger I was like oh my gosh this is really ridiculous yeah I don't know it was really weird so are you glad he cut all that out <laughs> or I don't know. At this point, it's like, man, he should have just had it in there. <laughs> no, I'm super glad he cut all of that yeah, out. Yeah, I, I don't know what I would have done if that was the opening of... Because out of, out of the prequels, 3 is my favorite. Yeah, that one's a pretty sweet movie. 1 is my favorite. One one's is, really good. 1 is good. good. What about I almost two? said really good, and then I was like, nah, it's good. <laughs> but I, like, I, like, I, like, I like 1 I like aspects of episode 1 a lot. Um, but I, I would never say it's my favorite. Um, and then I hate episode two. Like, like hate it, hate it, or you? Hate um, it? I dislike it strongly. <laughs> it is by far my least favorite. But you know what? If someone said, "Hey, they're showing Attack of the Clones across the street," I'm, I'd probably go. I'm gonna go, watch, I would it. go watch it right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be there first in line to watch that. Um, I'm reading that book, and you, you just started to yeah, Queen I just started. Shadow, um, about Padme when she went from being queen to being asked to be a senator, and it's, uh, it's. A little slow because um, <laughs> the first couple of chapters, nothing's really happening. But they do throw in a few cool little bits where I'm like, right. well, "That's pretty cool. Like that's really so interesting." Let me ask you something. So, what you got? Not in the prologue, but in the first chapter where they're describing her laying there and floating with her hands crossed and the blossoms falling into her hair and stuff like mm-hmm. that. This is literally like the very first paragraph yeah. of the book. What did you picture? Uh, I thought she was dreaming or something. I didn't see. Okay, for me, I had to re—I reread it like three times because I thought it was—it felt like an allusion to her funeral scene in yeah. episode three. Oh, I thought, yeah, when you said that, I thought of a funeral, right? Nice. And and I was just like, I was like, whoa, are they going to start with the handmaidens at her funeral procession? And then it goes into her like swimming at her lake yeah. house and stuff. You know, being girls. Um, <laughs> And, no, we're not nothing against that, but there's a lot of them just chilling there talking about yeah, the what they're gonna wear. Feminine I've, hijinks. I've, I've, read, I've read the first like two or three chapters, and it is it is a lot like I mean, and it's cool the way they set up the what they're gonna wear because it's got all this like there's uh, meaning behind what they're laser wearing. proof things, and it's got uh, they do the hair big because it takes away from shooting the queen in the face. And yeah, which I like thought that. was interesting. And yeah, they, and they said her red ceremonial robe. That she wears at the beginning is like bulletproof, pretty much. It, yeah, it's bu- it's laser proof, and she's got like a a way to bug out of it really quick if she needs to take yeah, off she running. Yeah, she can uh, she can slip out, and it could stay there, and then she can she can and she can off. just take off. Um, I, I thought there and there's all sorts of places for hidden pistols mm-hmm. in in both the handmaidens' robes and in the yeah queen's the handmaidens robes. were like super like trained like Panaka. yeah Karen I yeah so the beginning should I say and Roseburn. Should I say the beginning of this of this book? I'm going to do a spoiler alert. If you don't want to listen, you could skip ahead right now. So skip ahead. The beginning of the book, the prologue, is them right. doing the switch right before the Trade Federation gets to Naboo. Yeah, and it's it was it's pretty intense, right? Freaking off the awesome, bat. and like they're quickly trying to put the makeup on her, and then they look, and she looks over, and they're like, 
And then they said like they had code words mm-hmm. and like Amidala would say things like they would know, which is that scene in the hangar where she says, we are brave, your highness, meaning let's let's do this. This you is know? the decision you this, should make yeah, as queen is, right yeah. now. Yeah. And um, apparently and then she even says one part where she says, you know, she always respected Qui-Gon, even though he knew immediately what I was doing. He mm-hmm. still kept it going for everyone else. Like he knew automatically when he saw her like, oh, OK, you're you're not the queen. You're the queen. But. Well, I could tell too. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, everybody could tell, but it was one of those things, like in the story, where you're still trying to figure out what the hell are they. Like, well, but, but the way that they they explain, like they put on a certain voice that all eight of the women can do, oh, yeah. so that you couldn't. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's going to pick up, but it's it's very good. I watched the Star Wars show this week, and they interviewed the author E.K. Mm. Johnson. She's an interesting human being. <laughs> I'll have <laughs> she, to check that out. Um, I mean, it's it's a short, like maybe two minute interview, but mm-hmm. it was it was it was pretty good. Did, have you figured out what Alma, about Padme wants to do? Like, what of her big goals is? She's, she she said it to the to the chancellor. Yeah, which yeah. I was really shocked about. Which yeah. is to uh, stop slavery and on Tatooine. On Tatooine, and I was like, that's really interesting. Like, I never yeah I never knew that was a thing, and then. Mm. They end up actually going to Tatooine. No, I'm not that far yet. All right, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but they get there, and you start to figure out like what else she's doing. And I was like, what? I wasn't expecting this. Um, but it's, hmm. like I said, it's pretty good. Um, a little slow, but still really interesting. Yeah. Uh, what else should we talk about today? Or are we winding down? So when you started talking about that, I remember when the episode one trailer came out, and you hear Natalie Portman speak. She had a very deep voice. You yes. guys remember that? Yeah. And then they got rid of it. It's like, why they do that? Well, I mean, they had it in her... When she was queen, she had the deep voice. It wasn't as deep as, as it was in the trailer. Though, That's the very movie. true. They they uh, they did kind of... I was anticipating that. Same thing with the BB-8 voice at Celebration. It's like, oh man, that's like perfect. And then they got rid of it. I remember they had that, that Sphero BB-8 I have back there. Yeah. That had... Before they updated the app yeah. and all that. Yeah. It had the original voice and it sounded... I was like... That sounds pretty cool. It sounds yeah. like a droid, you know? Yeah. It sounds like a baby. Yeah. And then they yeah. changed it to... Was that the one that Bill Hader and... What's his name did? Or was yeah. the new one the one that they Bill did? Bill Hader and Ben Schwartz came yeah. up with the voice. And then they came up with that voice and they said, no, it just sounds too weird. Like, no, it was perfect. It was really interesting. <laughs> and then when it. BB-8 rolls out on the stage for the first time at Celebration, what was everyone's reaction? Oh, because he yeah. looked like a little baby droid. It was cute. Yeah. It was like the best thing to happen in Star Wars. bb is <laughs> pretty great. I think bb I think we can all agree, regardless of how much we like or dislike the new trilogy, BB-8 is tight. bb is awesome. The <laughs> first time I saw him rolling on the screen, that teaser, I was like, what I was like, it's a sad ball droid. And I remember I thought it was digital, and they said, nope. The only digital thing was they took out the um, the dude with the sticks. The dude with the sticks behind it. What? What are you laughing at? I think that was digital. That one wasn't a digital. And shot. in the very first teaser, that had to be digital. I don't think so. It had to be because when he was rolling, his head was actually coming off of the ball. Mm-hmm. That had to be digital. Can you guys just not agree on anything today? I guess not. Man. <laughs> so I thought the same thing when they talked about having practical effects. BB-8 was there. Yes, BB-8 was there, but most of the time. There's a dude connected to right. him with like green poles and attachments moving him around because there's no way that you can have a ball spin on sand and have him actually move. Right, because the sand would yeah is too coarse and gritty. And it gets it's, everywhere. It gets everywhere. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch. I thought it was real. I'm just saying. But anyways. 
Uh, Either way, I love BB-8. BB-8 is pretty awesome. That toy, man, when that Sphero toy, that was like the yeah. hardest mm-hmm. thing to buy. Yeah, that was the toy that Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I got it very easily, though. And it was the dumbest. What do you mean very easily? Like, I was <laughs> able to go He was on... able to convince certain people to give it for <laughs> <Yeah>. him. For <laughs> no, certain... Never mind. I'm like, Sprint, <laughs> Sprint out of nowhere was oh, like really? promoting it. Okay. And you had to go on the website, and I was like, "Do I have to be a Sprint customer?" My wife was like, "I don't think so." And I logged, I got in there, ordered it, and it came in the mail within a couple of days. And I was like, "Wow, that was really easy." <laughs> <laughs> so I had it, and oh, I love that that thing was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just if like, you if you go to some of these stores, like the the resale stores, like Ross, Marshalls, mm-hmm. you can find the BB nine E's. Yeah, like BB nine E's are everywhere now. Yeah, that was disappointing. BB nine E was like a second. Yeah. Or two. He's in. Uh, I like his voice too. He's in resistance. Yeah, he is. He's a jerk. He's a little. He's a, yeah. He's a complete. <laughs> he's the jerk. worst. I'm glad he was barely in. I was like, this guy Jedi. sucks, man. Um, one of our listeners, um, I asked uh, if he anything we could talk about. And he said he just heard the our um, episode about the directors who could take over for Star Wars, mm-hmm. like who could do one. He said an uh, Alex Garland, who did Annihilation and Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, okay, Neil. That'd Blanc- be a- Darks. That would be a dark Star Wars. I, would, I think it'd be TV pretty good. show. Yeah. Yeah. Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Neil uh, Blomkamp. He could he could do a great job with Star Wars. He's a big Star Wars fan. He's it, a big science fiction fan in general. Yeah, he's a huge science fiction yeah. fan. He's going to do the new RoboCop. That's exciting. Interesting. Yeah. He's then, got a life-size Ed 209 in his office. Wow. Life-size, yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. ridiculous. What was I, the other I, one? I need one of those. And he said Ridley Scott. If Ridley Scott no, I don't was, Okay, for Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah, Ridley Scott's been hit or miss. Lately. Mostly miss for me. For yeah. me, like, I always say Ridley Scott's career was he would do one amazing movie. And then yeah. like 20 and then, like, terrible 20 crappy movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. And then like, what was his last great one, do you think? The Martian. Gladiator. I thought The Martian was really good. I never saw The Martian because it had Ridley Scott's name on it. What? The Martian Whoa, was great. It was dude. really good. I really, I don't know what to expect. Like, but what messed up Ridley Scott, though, was he did... The, he did Gladiator and Black Hawk Down like back to back. He shouldn't have done that. He he was wow. like because they were like two of his best movies he's uh, ever done. <laughs> I mean, filled him for twenty years. Yeah, I'm funding for twenty more years. Though. Yeah, but uh, but and yeah, he, so and he's really old. Too. He's yeah. super old. He's maybe eighty years old yeah. now. Right? Him and Frank Miller, not Frank Miller, George Miller, right? George Miller's old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, and they want him to do a Mad Max Mad, Mad Max sequel, and it's like. It's gonna take years. You to know get who that else done. is really old? I didn't know uh, Richard Donner. Oh yeah, he, he's like yeah, he he's like in his nineties, really man. Like that dude yeah. is. I always thought he was young, but yeah. Oh well. But anyways, those are some directors. <laughs> so if I were to pick a director, I would I would want to see what Jordan Peele could do with it. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Is he a big Star Wars fan? I don't know. He's <laughs> he's cool though. I liked. Uh... That one movie he did that I can't think of the name of. Get Out? Yeah, that one. No, I'm telling you to get out. <laughs> Bye, guys. It's been real. <laughs> that was uh, good. And I'm, I'm curious to see Us. Yeah, that premiered at South by Southwest. And apparently they said if you if you didn't think uh, Get Out was creepy or scary, they said you're not going to. This movie yeah. is like beyond creepy and scary. And then yeah. he's got the Twilight Zone. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> he's about to do. And uh, was that your droid speak? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they, that came out of my mouth. I'm sorry. That was wild, man. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think he's a talented guy, and like, I'd oh, like yeah. to see what he would do with something like that. I, 
I, I think Alex Garland would be somebody really, yeah. really great. I think that would be nuts. So my pick, Uh-oh. I never really thought of this guy, but until I heard him speak about Star Wars, when I heard him speak specifically about an Obi-Wan Kenobi film, I mean, he described it so perfectly. He was so articulate about it. It's Kyle Newman, the director of Fanboys. He's a oh. true Star okay, Wars fan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think he could get something going. If he had creative control, if everyone was on board, I think he could really do something really can, good. Can you imagine if he directed and Ernest Klein wrote the script for a Star oh, Wars movie? Oh, my gosh. Because Ernest Klein wrote that amazing script for Fanboys. And see, they'll have that playground with Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. They'll have that opportunity. That's a good it'd choice. Be, it'd be like the definitive thing to watch. Ernest Klein oh, written Star Wars movie. Ernest Klein, yeah. we're giving you a shout out, man. You need to write a Star Wars movie. But he, see, here's the thing, though. I mean, they have, from a certain point of view, just make that into a Disney Plus series. Oh my god! Except, except, for maybe, so... except for maybe some of the stuff on. Yeah, on Tatooine. <laughs> don't 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 show that stuff. <laughs> Why not? Oh, because no, I mean they have like eight most, chapters. Most of the Cantina stuff is superfluous we know every single character in the canteen <laughs> yeah. and what they were doing there and, and the it's... people that worked the shift before in the canteen <laughs> although the best thing about that though before we go on b arthur's character from uh holiday special is officially star wars canon yeah because he says i'm gonna have to leave here but my uh my the next shift she's gonna come in and she's really tough and blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah and i looked it up and i was like that was b arthur's character on <laughs> yeah. on the holiday special but, but also the the bartender that's like those droids need to get out of here that yeah. that is one that you could keep for the that's a good story and see i'm wondering how many series. holiday special easter eggs are going to be in galaxy's edge there has to be few of them and mm-hmm. i'm thinking b arthur is one of them <laughs> speaking of b arthur you, you heard that deadpool thing right yeah that thing is amazing you heard that whole story about deadpool no. so at the beginning of, of okay we're gonna sidetrack side totally anyways. off star wars stuff it's would, b arthur related star wars it's stuff. B, yeah yeah b arthur's there anyways um so thank you for being at the beginning of the, at the beginning of deadpool when he comes into that guy's apartment he's wearing a uh like a life uh, life jacket i just thought about back to the future he's wearing, he's wearing a, a vest jacket. yeah yeah life preserver life preserver and he has a b arthur shirt on right and apparently like that shirt like he couldn't get the there right. Was some huge controversy on it, and yeah. he was like, "Okay." And they said you'd have to pay like ten thousand dollars for that shirt, right? And or you can't use it. So Ryan Reynolds paid ten thousand dollars of his own money, <laughs> out of pocket, out of pocket, out of his pocket, to so give... that this one tank top can be in like a twenty second spot. And <laughs> like... the, 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 her son ended up taking the money putting it in the charity that she owns like she has or you know in her name and they said so that was a big thing was just to get that shirt in the movie just for that little bit that's really awesome man <laughs> B. Arthur's see the biggest gift would be from me anyway is that the song from i'm just kidding <laughs> golden girls i know i thought you're gonna, I thought, I thought gonna sing the song from the holiday special that she uh that no she i don't know that song <laughs> i've never made it that far into the holiday special yeah. well, i think i've seen every golden girls episode they were some funny, funny people. Man. Yeah, my my parents watched it. They had it on, so I was <laughs> yeah. watching it too. But I agree, though, that they should do a chapter from that book into the Disney Plus, and I think do the be, whole book. Yeah, do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Each week, there. each week, do a do a different do a different episode, and then God, Disney Plus is going to be amazing. Disney Plus is going to be the best thing to happen in ever streaming service. Yeah, ever. every every Disney animated, even their Volt movies are gonna be. It's gonna be just available to watch whenever you want. Yeah, Bob Iger made it seem that every single movie is gonna be available on That's Disney. Plus. Insane. 
So if they do that, I mean, everyone's gonna get it. That that's how you get the subscribers. Don't even don't even buy your Marvel films when they come out on Blu-ray or DVD anymore. <laughs> I'm not even because they because I know right because they already said Captain Marvel's not going to Netflix. They were like, yeah, that's not going. It's going. that'll be the first Disney yep. Plus Marvel film. And so. then their Star Wars contract is almost up on Netflix as well too. So no, it's not. No. Well, oh, that is up. Yeah. But there, uh, it's there's a new contract with Turner. So they can't put any Star Wars films on Disney Plus until like 2023 or something. You mean like 7, 8, and 9 as well? Yeah. It's oh. all yeah. booked. Damn, Ted Turner. Yeah. Anyways, I'll yeah. still buy those movies though. Cause... Yeah, I would still buy those on digital. I'm still probably going to buy the <laughs> Yeah, Marvel if you're listening to this digital. podcast, you're probably going to buy the films. <laughs> all right, so. so anything else for today or we think we're... No, just make sure that uh, you follow us on Twitter, SWS2187. And follow us on Facebook. We have a group. We have a page. And follow us on Instagram, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Or email us at StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. All the links and all the names will be there at the bottom. And be sure to subscribe, like, uh, share. Please let us... uh, Yeah, if you're listening on Apple, um, write us a review. Give us five stars. (laughs) And that always helps... uh, in many ways, yes, yeah. yes, it does, and lets other people know that hey, we're 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 Star Wars fans who adore the movies. We will not agree all the time, as you heard today, <laughs> but we are all we still love the franchise so much, mm-hmm. and we don't like we don't like and don't accept people who are very very negative towards Star Wars. So we're just a very positive Star Wars. Yeah, if you like Star Wars, you're part of the family. Yeah, yeah. and and that's what we're going to experience pretty soon at Celebration, and that's why we're all excited. Yeah, because I mean it's. You're going to be with family. You're going to be with people that are like-minded, love Star Wars, and it's only 30 ways, 30, 30 ways, 30 days away. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. It's going to be speak. Yeah. It's going to be insane. It's getting great. Yeah. All right. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with another awesome topic. And may the force be with you. Always. Pew, pew. Hey, hey, hey. It's a trap. <laughs>